Hello world, this is America's Supermom, and this is a special edition that I call the Corona Chronicles. During this time, we are suffering from a pandemic that is affecting everyone across the world. We are joined with the um, rules and regulations of uh, being shelter in place, which means we are limited with the ability to go about our daily business, confined to our homes based on a coronavirus that has been sweeping the entire world. Um, for some people, the effects could be mild. Uh, for others, it can be fatal. So we are coming together as um, a community, as uh, a family during this time of difficulty to share what it is like um, in our part of the world, how we are affected, and the things that we have in common, what kind of problems that um, are taking place in our industries and in our relationships and finances, and coming together so that we can um, plan for a better tomorrow. As this epidemic or pandemic um, crosses the world, you know, we are waiting for um, relief. We're waiting for the virus to um, die off and uh, for us to go back to some state of normalcy, whatever that may be, um, after um, things kind of settle down. So what is that going to look like once the dust settles? You know, how are things going to be different? So as we go through this um, process, we're coming together as a world to create ideas, strategies, connect in ways that we have never connected before. So that is the purpose of the special podcast that I call the Corona Chronicles, so that we can get some insight and have empathy and compassion on one another create new innovative ideas that can not only improve our life but our fellow brothers and sisters across the world thank you so much for joining us start with you introducing yourself and letting everybody know who you are and a little bit of background about um you know what you teach or whatever you want to share Okay. Well, um, I am a teacher who has been certified for over 20 years in early childhood education. Um, I graduated from Georgia State. I went and I graduated from Kennesaw State with a master's degree in educational leadership. Mm -hmm. And um, currently I am teaching English to speakers of other languages, third grade, elementary school in um, the Atlanta metropolitan area. And um, prior to COVID-19, I was in the process of trying to start a part-time business. Mm -hmm. And that has been put on hold for now. Mm -hmm. So yes, education is what I do. It's my passion, teaching people um, whatever, you know, skills that I have and passing it on to another generation is is what I live to do. That is so awesome. So so many different things that we can kind of dive into because, you know, you are um, helping children that are speaking English as a second language. So even that dynamic seems to be 
um, kind of, um, what's the word I want to say, very uh, challenging right now based on these circumstances of what's going on with COVID-19. So what are some of the initial problems that you feel that other teachers within the um, community across the, you know, uh, the Atlanta area may be having challenges with, with this um, whole situation as it stands today? Well, I think for me and probably for other teachers as well, we have been inundated with a lot of resources and that is a blessing. We have so many companies out there who are giving free services and, you know, just free virtual um, platforms to allow us to do what we do, which is instruct our children. And that is wonderful. But when Mm -hmm. you get about 20 to 30 email a day and they have about 10 Mm -hmm. resources in them, you're like, wait a minute. Okay. Back up, pump your brakes. Cause that's Mm -hmm. a a lot coming at me and Mm -hmm. you want to do what's best for the children. But you know, I know that I have to start off slowly because this is not my my instructional style of preference. Mm-hmm. Being that I am a face-to-face teacher. I'm an elementary school teacher. Um, mm-hmm. And the further you get away from elementary school, the more it becomes um, reliant on technology. In elementary school, we use technology, but we are more of a I guess a lot of people say, uh, you know, touchy feely, cuddly, kind of warm and fuzzy environment, you know, mm-hmm. that protects the kids and takes care of them from pre K all the way up to fifth grade or seventh grade, depending on where your students are. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so for that, that being said, we do use technology in traditional public schools, but not to the extent that we have been forced to use it this week and yet yeah, and last week. Mm, mm, that That is a good point. So, mm. you know, you have this information that is available. So how does one go about with the training process, you know, in deciding which type of um, technology, so to speak, or platform or app or website to use within this situation? How, do, how are you guys able to gauge that? Well, um, having come from Kennesaw State, I was I think that I was well prepared because my um, minor is in technology education. So mm-hmm. I haven't had to use it or I haven't I haven't used it in the in the past few years, but I had to fall back on it. I had to go mm-hmm. back and say, OK, do you remember when you were at Kennesaw and how they did the blended learning and how you did the um, virtual learning online? That is what that's the experience that you have to impart to your elementary school students. So Mm -hmm. what I did was I started off really slowly because I knew that the parents were overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So if you you take overwhelmed parents and students, because Mm -hmm. let me back up one second. On Thursday, um, before the we were told that we weren't going back to school, our children Mm -hmm. went out for a a break. It was an extended um, uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, we were told, okay, nope, you're not coming back. And it was like, whoa. So wow. it was, it took us all by surprise. So we weren't really expecting it, unlike mm-hmm. some other people who kind of knew it was coming and they had time to prep. And we didn't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that being said, what I did was I went to the basic, I went to cell phones. The mm-hmm. Monday after we were told we could not um, have class, I met with my parents, looked at their cell phones, got them adjusted to a basic website that could be um, used by computer or by cell phone. 
because mm-hmm. cell phones are things that they know. So you're comfortable mm-hmm. with the familiar in a time mm-hmm. of crisis. Don't try to introduce anything new to people because that's only right. going to add to the stress level. Mm-hmm. So that I is- did that. I, I, mm-hmm. I went back to technology that I used in class with my students. Um, and I set up passwords. I made sure they could get in, tried to walk mm-hmm. them through it on the phone. It was still difficult because once again, they're second language learners, they're English learners, and mm-hmm. they require a lot of visuals and, a, you know, you know, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of gestures um, to get points across. So mm-hmm. um, that is one thing that I learned was to begin with the familiar and slowly roll out new things. Mm-hmm. And even to myself, I spent I spent many an hour um, after time actually doing my own self-professional development, finding things, working it out, calling friends from other states, uh, asking mm-hmm. what they were doing. Because what I did not want to do was to take what we had been traditionally doing or some people have, which are worksheets mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. make them glorify worksheets. Mm-hmm. That's not virtual learning. Virtual learning mm-hmm. is. You're taking technology and you're using it to stimulate the children's instruction. I you love know? that. Right. Yeah, now, so that is something that can you expound and give us an example of that with virtual learning? Because, you know, we talk about that. We throw that term around and a lot of people say, oh, I know what that is. But, right. you know, this is definitely something that could shed light on, especially when you're dealing with um, another culture. You know, right. whereas English is the second language. So explain to, you know, our everyday person what actually the component uh, is that makes something virtually uh, well, learn. OK, so, for instance, um, you may have had an experiment that you did in class where you actually took the soil and you planted mm-hmm. the seed and you had that that real experience. Realia is what we call it in the Esau world. Well, Mm. being away from them, we're not going to be able to do that. So we have to find a website, a science website that would allow them that experience of planting that seed and watching the seed germinate Mm. and watching it grow. And then um, taking another tool and documenting what you what you saw, your observations, and then sharing Mm. it electronically with the teacher versus paper. And that all takes time for our children and for teachers. If you've never Mm. seen it done like that before, yeah, it's going to take time because you have to find the right resources to go along with the lessons, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. So I love that whole thing about uh, simulating it, you know, because a lot of people just think, oh, virtual is just having a laptop, you know, or having access to a website, you know? So the whole component of recreating Uh that experience uh, virtually through uh, technology definitely clears that up. So that's Absolutely. a great thing. Well, that's good. So as a teacher, you know, what do you foresee um, as some good positive things that could be introduced uh, to support teachers during this time, as well as to support the students? Oh, that uh, is that is really, really um, something that I am struggling with right now because I live alone and I'm an mm-hmm. introvert. So I'm really in my element. I mean, I mm-hmm. love it. But there are some <laughs> people who are struggling at this time because mm-hmm. they're not used to being sheltered in place. 
they're not mm. used to being so disconnected from others. And mm-hmm. so the, the most important thing, believe it or not, would be the mental and, and, and emotional stability of our children and our parents mm. and our teachers and learning mm. how to, to give your how self-care should play a very, very important part in the way in which you carry out your day, you know. Mm. It mm-hmm. will not look exactly like the school day looked at school, and it shouldn't. Right, because right. You're not at school; you're in a different environment. So you mm-hmm. have to fit the learning into the lifestyle that we now have, and because we're now sheltering in place, and some of us are sheltering in place for twenty four seven. That that can get real interesting. So you mm-hmm. always have to make sure. What I did in my home is I made mm-hmm. sure that I set aside a special place for teaching. And mm-hmm. I actually have it c- divided off from my, my um, dining room area by a partition. Mm-hmm. And when I step over into that area, my whole demeanor changes because now I'm, I'm professional, you know, Cynthia mm-hmm. Brown, uh, mm-hmm. Denise, however I want to present myself in that space. And then mm-hmm. when I come out, I'm able to relax more it's mm-hmm. like being on stage and being off of stage. Okay, okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And with our children, they need that as well. They need a special place where, you know, when you go there, you're focused on learning. When it's time mm-hmm. to take a break, this is the area where you can go. And that's an area where you go and just woosah and relax, get snacks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. step outside for a second, come back in, you know. So mm-hmm. they need to know that it's not all work, work, work. Because then it'll, they'll start feeling caged. Mm, okay. We don't want them to feel that way. We want them mm-hmm. to have the freedom of movement while they're learning. Mm-hmm. Very good. Those are some great points because I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, parents sometimes don't consider that. And that's something even an adult could take mm-hmm. that approach, you know, with how they can incorporate that because they're not used to being at home as well. Right. Uh, I love the the uh, point about fit the learning into the lifestyle, you mm-hmm. know, so that is just really good because that's something we uh, really don't consider. Right. So um, if you had a piece of advice that you would uh, share with parents in terms of helping them with this transition and things that they could do in order to support you as a teacher as well as their child as the student so being a a buffer to bridge that gap what would be one piece of advice that you would give them in 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 order to keep uh this communication or this you know new situation running smoothly well the parents have a really really special job because they are the hinge they are the hinge Mm -hmm. between the children and the teachers because mm-hmm. they are the adults in the household. And we know that they're not trained to be professional educators and we don't want them to be. What we want mm-hmm. is to just make sure that they facilitate the learning as best they can. But we need mm-hmm. them to know that on our end, we really are working hard to make sure that we can get the resources to them and that mm-hmm. the resources work. And with the children, they're doing the best that they can considering they don't have their teachers there. And so parents... Mm-hmm. We just need them to like relax and know mm-hmm. that and give us time because this is new and mm-hmm. don't put a lot of stress on themselves, nor the teachers, nor the students and, and mm-hmm. just let it, let it flow naturally as naturally as possible. 
you know, mm-hmm. in constant communication with us as teachers. And I had a mm-hmm. child today who came online and he was like, I can't get my work, Ms. Brown. I can't get my work. And I was like, but I put it on there and everyone else is getting it. I don't understand why you're not getting it. And then finally the parent put up a picture and I saw, I was like, oh, you are not on because you don't have my web page on your Clever account. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. so I had troubleshoot. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is why, because you can't get on because you're not in my on my class roster for some reason. So I had to uh, help desk ticket and, and mm-hmm. let them work it out because it was not my problem or the parents' problem. It was a technology problem. Right. So because the, the parent had enough foresight to say, let me just take a picture because a picture is worth more than a thousand words. In this case, it, I needed it. It was worth a million words. It's priceless. Right. You right. Know, to help me yeah, to that- detect what the child needed. Yes. That is so true. Now, so what are some things that you were doing, you know, that you could kind of uh, serve as a um, guiding light, so to speak, to other teachers that are transitioning in this? You know, what are some um, things that you implement in your daily routine to kind of help you with that? Um, <laughs> Not being so stressed out, you right. know, well, not knowing you know, what, how to go about things and it may be just like a routine with, you know, every day at the end of the day, some kind of checklist or something that you mm-hmm. do to kind of, you know, help things stay in order. Well, what I do is I make sure that um, I've kept my routine since the end of school. So even though we were um out for the weekend that when that Monday came and I knew that I was working with my students on Monday I got up at the same time I got up at four mm-hmm. o'clock I worked my okay. routine I ate breakfast I got dressed and every day I get dressed if I'm going to work because I am so I'm fully mm-hmm. dressed and I told a friend of mine that she was like really you serious I said yes I said I am ready mm-hmm. if if someone says hey Miss Brown I need you to come somewhere or whatever you know within reason, (laughs) I'm ready to go. I'm ready to walk away. I'm dressed. I'm fully dressed. And when I don't know if I'm going to ever have to go on a a video conference. So I have my sweater on Mm -hmm. the back of my chair. I can put it on Mm -hmm. me to have that, to polish off that professional appearance. Um, So basically Mm -hmm. the, the thing that I do is I'm in teacher mode. I, I have a lunch mm. break at the time that I would have had a break for, for lunch at school. I have snacks. I, I, I make mm-hmm. sure I'm up and I, I stand and I exercise, you know, while I'm waiting for mm-hmm. a parent to respond. So those are just little things. And I keep myself on a 20 minute calendar from 20 minute um, clock. Alarms mm-hmm. go off every 20 minutes from 730 to three o'clock. Because I wow, know okay. I need to be doing something. And if you if you worked with me at my school, my kids know this, teachers know this. Miss Brown, your phone's ringing. Yes, because I'm supposed to be doing something right now. I'm supposed to be moving or doing something specifically mm-hmm. right now. I don't have time to sit or you know dawdle. I don't have time for that. And the same thing is mm-hmm. true at my house. You know, mm-hmm. 20 minutes and mm-hmm. go because that usually is the time of a small group session. I like mm-hmm. that. Now, so let's talk about this eating. So some of these snacks, what, what do you recommend that, you know, cause this is another thing when you're at home, right. 
sometimes people don't prepare things mm-hmm. and then you know it's like you're supposed to take your lunch break but you're in there cooking right. and you don't have your snacks <laughs> so what would a typical type of day look like for you so people can prepare in advance and kind of have those things um i have breakfast eaten by seven i'm usually mm-hmm. sitting at my um desk by seven thirty. Um, mm-hmm. and so I have snacks like oranges and apples and bananas, some things that I can mm-hmm. just quickly get. Um, I do mm-hmm. have potato chips. I have animal crackers. I'm in my kitchen now. I'm looking at what I have, okay. I can tell you, <laughs> you know, I, okay. around, but because I am 95% plant-based, I used to say I was vegetarian, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, sometimes tuna <laughs> fish calls me and I have to answer. Okay. So I'm 95% plant-based. And because I am 95% plant-based, it's really easy for me to take frozen veggies out, put it in water and some oil and some seasoning, put it on the stove. I can hear it. I go back to my desk. I sauteing because the water has gone out. Then I can go back and get it and, you know, add some more in the bowl and take it with me. So it's really, it's really quick for me, you know, but that Mm -hmm. was lifestyle before you know, we ring in place. So I haven't really changed a lot um, when it comes to that. And so, um, you know, I I was talking to someone else and they were like um, portioning out. Someone said, it was a friend Mm -hmm. of mine who said, oh, it was another fellow teacher. She said, Brown, she said, uh, my son is about to eat me out of house and home. She said, you know what we're going to do for this joker? Mm -hmm. We went shopping and he thought he was going to eat everything that day. She said, um, plastic bags and we portion control. We portioned out everything in, mm. in little portions so that he could snack all he wants to, but you won't be eating it up. And I thought that was an awesome right. idea. I said that that was an awesome mm. idea that she had. Yeah. That's right. Now, so yeah. let's look in past COVID-19. So, you know, we are, some of us are kind of on indefinite schedules of knowing when school is going to start back in quote unquote the normal yeah. way so what do you foresee or how would you um, kind of advise people to kind of plan and maybe forecast for when it comes to learning as a result of this situation that you might foresee some changes to be um, uh, felt in the uh, kind of near future yeah. probably within the Um, For me, um, I can say Mm -hmm. that I have been stretched and I will never go back to being the same teacher ever again in life. And yeah, Mm. and and that's a positive thing. Mm. I was a I was a good teacher. Mm. I I loved what I did. I was hands on with my students, but I did not realize that pretty much they can handle this. You know, like I'm I'm a PowerPoint teacher. But with some of my mm-hmm. Esau kids, they weren't there. And, and I've had to pull mm-hmm. out PowerPoints that I've had that I created I, five years ago and edit them and then drop over into a n- new platform, mm-hmm. then interact with my children mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, wow, I never saw this coming. Mm-hmm. I was like, I already had mm-hmm. the framework there. And it was just, I was just sitting right. on it and wasn't using it until I was pushed to use it. You know, I have a, mm. I have a student who doesn't know his alphabet. And I was like, I know I have mm. a slide where I did alphabet sounds and matching and, and I found it today. So I'm going to edit and then I'm going to introduce it to him. 
um, with a screen recording to guide him through. Mm. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's so much. And this is just the, the the tip of the iceberg for me. You know, I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. And every time I get a new thought, I'm like, wow, I didn't think about that. You know, but for me, I'm a PowerPoint queen. I've been using PowerPoint since 1999. And I haven't found a tool <laughs> that has replaced it yet because it is efficient. That's yes, awesome. ma'am. So whenever I can find a new platform that will, you know, connect with it seamlessly, then I'm happy. I'm happy. Yes, ma'am. Now, so we have just a few minutes left. Can you tell us about your, um, you know, your business on the side or what it is that you foresee (laughs) in terms of maybe even teachers, you know, because as teachers with, things kind of transitioning, you know, the way that they are Mm -hmm. right now, you know, it's important possibly for other teachers to have multiple streams of income, you know, different things that they can Mm -hmm. do to kind of create a buffer because, you know, like you said, you're used to even teaching a different way. So sometimes if they need additional Mm -hmm. training, that may be something they might have to come out of pocket with. And that could be quite a burden. Mm-hmm. So uh, share with us a little bit about your um, business, if you can, and, you know, what what advice you would give um, another teacher who was looking to in- explore um, multiple streams. Well, of I think that's perfect. Um, <laughs> I've been um, experimenting with multiple streams of income for decades now. I had a photography business for a year. Years ago, I did wreath making. Mm-hmm. I have been somebody, I tried out a whole mm-hmm. lot of professions until I came upon teaching. Um, but what I would suggest mm-hmm. the first thing to do is to figure out what do you love to do? What do you love to do Mm -hmm. that if you had to do it free and give it away, you would give it away freely and you would just love it. Your passion work, your passion Mm -hmm. job, that in and of itself, Mm -hmm. if you can pinpoint what that is, that is, uh, that's a Mm -hmm. start. That's an awesome start for me. Okay. um, I was, well, if, if you know me at my job, I'm the person who loves to give hugs. I give my baby hugs. They hug mm-hmm. me. I don't care what anybody says. They're like, oh, you know, you shouldn't hug kids. And I'm like, if a child hugs me, I will not. I will not refuse a hug from a child. I just won't. And so that being right. um, one of the things and my grandmother being the other, um, I, I was just raised with hugs and I was raised with love. And I feel that children mm-hmm. should have that. And adults should have that too. Mm-hmm. And so I started the, um, mm-hmm. the I don't even, I think it's a giving circle because it's not a business yet, but it's called Snuggling for Humanity. Mm-hmm. And I just started mm-hmm. off with the simple idea of trying to collect a million hugs. Because if you give a hug, you get oh. a hug. So that's two right there. Wow. And in the mm-hmm. four years that I've been doing this, and I'm, I've been slow about it, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a hare, not a tortoise. I'm, I'm doing it and mm-hmm. the journey while I'm doing it. Um, but I've collected mm-hmm. over 2,000 hugs. And some of those hugs have some really okay. interesting stories to them. Um, but I just, mm-hmm. so I started with the million hugs. And what I'm in the process of doing is trying to turn that into um, 
like a, a, a group snuggling event to teach people how to connect with others. And then COVID-19 hit and I was like, you know what? The devil is a liar because um, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop because humans mm-hmm. cannot survive without human touch. So to tell us that mm. this is going to be our future, no, no, it's just temporary and mm. we need to realize that. So what I would like to do mm-hmm. is to find entrepreneurs and bring them together and let them know, because usually when you're starting a business, you're doing it by yourself. It can be a very lonely thing. Right. And I want them to know that it's not, you don't have to be alone. So that's the first group of people that I would love to start this concept with. And it's a concept of group snuggling. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where mm-hmm. I am. And that's what I'm looking to do. And in my downtime, if I ever have any again, <laughs> um, I'm going, I'm going <laughs> to um, do the business plan, finish that business plan and go ahead and move forward with this. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and it sounds like it's such a um, forward type of movement in the sense that I could foresee that once this virus lifts, so to speak, you know, trying to have people reconnect after this social distancing has taken place, you know, where people are overcoming the fear of you know, having that hug or having that close uh, proximity. So it seems like there could be so many different avenues that you could be a benefit to with organizations, with um, individuals to kind of bridge the gap as we transition back to some state of normality after this uh, whole situation. So that's, ma'am. You know, like I said, um, if you go to snuggling, um, on Facebook, you'll see my latest snuggles. I have a mask on, but I'm still snuggling. <laughs> That's good. I mean, because, <laughs> you know, it's a way that we show appreciate others' humanity, you know, and you just, mm. and you can't sometimes mm-hmm. say that with words. Yeah. Right. So. Right. And, you know, just a universal yeah. language, you know, in your case, teaching kids who speak mm-hmm. another language, you know, how English is their second language. So they come from, you know, yes. different cultures and different ways of communicating, but a hug is something yes. that's universal. And, and so one thought about that amazing. with children and I make sure mm-hmm. that they give me hugs. I seldom do I initiate hugs with children. Mm-hmm. If they give me a hug, I give them one back, mm-hmm. you know, but usually it's mutual. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, it is. Yes. Because they, they mm-hmm. need to know that it's okay. You know, yeah. That is, yeah, that is so needed. Now, so what closing remarks would you uh, say is very important, you know, as we, um, you know, every day we're looking at the news, mm-hmm. something else is changing, you know, um, it's spread somewhere or, you know, some other, a plan is being enforced in order to keep people safe. So, you know, just what piece of advice would you want to conclude uh, for those who well, are For our children, I need them to know that everything is going to be fine. I need them to concentrate more mm-hmm. on becoming more independent learners of their parents and their teachers. You know, we are facilitators mm-hmm. of their future. Um, parents, I just need them mm-hmm. to also relax and know that we're going to get beyond this and, and 
get past this. We're not just going to exist beyond it. We're going to thrive beyond it, you know, but we have to do it together. Mm. And that's the thing. We have to do it together. Mm. And one thing that I noticed in, in the time that we have been um, sheltering um, in place is that I have felt this world has become a calmer place. It had, I can feel it at mm-hmm. night in my bones when I'm praying at night and in the morning when I wake up. I feel that this was kind of like something that brought more peace over this place because it slowed us down and it's allowing us to see what's really important in our lives. And that's the people that we love. And the time that we spend with them. Mm. So spend that time with your children and with your mate and with, you know, whomever. And if you're all by yourself like I am, I'm learning to love myself even more. Mm. Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost as well. So, you know, you just Mm -hmm. love what you have and be grateful. You need to have an attitude. Yes, of Mm. gratitude. Like Steve Harvey said. Yes, you need to have Mm. that attitude of gratitude. Mm. Because we're still here. Mm. We're on this side of heaven. And if you're a believer, if you end up for right. some reason on the other side of heaven, then you, you're just as blessed, right? even more so. So we just have to keep that right. in mind that it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We need to take a deep breath in and release it and just relax. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. And one more thing. Turn off the television. Only Mm -hmm. look at television maybe like one hour when you're trying to find out about what's going on. But turn that thing off and listen to some music. Talk to each other. You know, listen to Audible. But whatever you do, don't allow the news to, you know, incite you Mm -hmm. and to upset you. Give a designated time in the day mm-hmm. where you might sit down with your family. You talk about it for 20 minutes and then that's enough because you really mm-hmm. can't do anything about right. it. And so that being the case, then mm-hmm. we don't worry about it. We just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. Don't yes, worry ma'am. about it. Just pray about it. Okay. That brings yes, me ma'am. to one last question. Okay. I thought that was the last one. But what the would you recommend to people anything that kind of stands out here recently that you might've read because you mentioned audible. So anything you want to suggest to the audience that they have a lot of time. Oh man. Um, (laughs) My outside of the Bible, I have not gone through the Bible yet. So I do that every morning uh, with the Bible app. So, Mm -hmm. and in the Bible app, they have plans that you can go through and these daily plans might be three days Mm -hmm. or five days or seven days. But what it does is it gives you a realistic view on the Bible and it helps you to walk through it. So that's Mm -hmm. my first book and my first app that I would tell them to go to. The second one is called. Mm -hmm. Now what's what's that? What's the name? It's just called Bible app. It's Bible. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and it looks okay. like a Bible. And okay. I want to say it's you version. Why? Okay. Y-O-U, because I'm I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking about it because yeah. it's the first thing I see in the morning. Y-O-U okay. version, I think it is. B-E-R-S-I-O-N. Okay. Yeah. That's Definitely. yeah, that's the one we're on because we can share yeah. books. You can share with people yeah. and um yeah. yeah, and that's a that's a blessing. It's been a blessing in my life. And sometimes I'll forget and I'll go back to zero after I've had sixty-five days of straight, you know, Bible reading. I was like, oh my goodness. So it will keep you, it'll keep yeah. you in line. It really will account. Now they all thing, right? Did you see? Yes, they are added yes, I haven't gotten into that yet. 
because I hadn't made it to my my daily mark because I keep going back to zero. <laughs> you know, I'm like, ooh. Okay. But um, but I'm once I get to my to my goal, then I'll add something else. You know. Mm-hmm. And my, okay. So we got that. And my okay. second book, have to this book is awesome. It's called The Four Agreements. And I, I really wish that people would get that book and, and digest it and, and close it up and then open it back up. And, and I mean, it is one of the mm-hmm. most transformative books that I have ever read. And yes, it just basically Amen. tells you some basic things that you need to do. Like, like watch your words, watch what you say and how you talk to mm-hmm. others and how you talk to yourself. You know, don't stop making assumptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do the very best you uh-huh. can. Uh-huh. Okay. And everything ain't about you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basic stuff. Right. Okay. <laughs> that if you take those, like they said, if you take those four agreements yeah. and you re- you harness them, then you, like uh-huh. he said, you would experience heaven here on earth. Yes. Amen. 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 But I thank you so awesome. much, Shell, for well, having me on your podcast. You are some kind of awesome as an accountability coach and as a friend, as a mom, as a human <laughs> being. And I, so I just had to tell you that. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it. And you've definitely left some great nuggets for everybody to think about, you know, because it's so important during this time that we all come together. We each have a different right. perspective, you know, um, there's elephant that's in the room but all of us see right. different sides of this elephant so as long as yes. we communicate that you mm-hmm. know we'll get definitely we'll get it as so, it together yes thanks so much. thank you mm-hmm. so thank you for your time and um what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to reach out and help you with your snuggling yeah. for humanity or follow with the easiest way is snuggling for humanity on facebook we have a facebook group called the snuggling for Mm -hmm. humanity initiative um cindy denise at snuggling for humanity.com that's me so snuggling for humanity you you Mm -hmm. google for it you'll find me all right okay well you have a wonderful evening thanks again so much sharing and uh okay take care show okay Bye-bye. All right. What a great story. Um, That was just so great to hear uh, from the front lines with our teachers, what it is like to go through this transition um, with coronavirus. So really appreciate that insight from uh, Cynthia and, you know, just the mindset to think that there are things that we can do and kind of looking at this, um, problem from someone else's perspective really helps us to recognize the things that we can do in order to serve and um, make things a little brighter for everyone. So I want to thank you all for listening. Pray that this uh, left you some nuggets and some things that you could do within your own community that can help during this difficult time.